0: I think that you should also know that there's a kind of a, I hate using the word balance, but I'm going to use the word balance here of doing what's right for you and knowing you know that it's not a big ego. Like you said, it's the self-confidence of being who you are. It just happens to be bigger than they're able to think for themselves. while blending in their dream life. it gets lonely out there in the product business world, we fully believe a business shouldn't be built alone. There's room at the top for all of us. So let's get scrappy and creative together, Product Boss, to be profitable, make more sales, and grow your visibility. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hey, friends. It's podcast recommendation time. One of our absolute favorite podcasts is online marketing made easy, hosted by the incredible Amy Porterfield.
1: And I'm so glad to say that we're friends with her. And this is true that we never miss an episode. She has been someone that we've looked up to for so long, and she's been one of our biggest inspirations on our business journey. So we know you are going to love her podcast as much as we
0: do. Most definitely. Our favorite part about Amy is that she is not only just so inspiring and so relatable, But she also breaks down big ideas and strategies into actionable, doable step-by-step processes to get you results without all that needed stress, which you know that we love.
1: Yes. And then plus, in one of her most recent episodes, Amy dives into why she shows up online as 100% herself where she shares her authenticity in the digital world and what you can do to stay true to yourself. Now, she was also on our podcast last month, so make sure to listen to her because she's just released her new book. So Mina and I believe that staying true to yourself is one of your greatest superpowers, and this episode really reinforces that belief.
0: It's so good. Listen to the online marketing made easy wherever you get your podcast.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode. Jacqueline and Mina here. And we are so excited. This is actually being recorded live on one of our Instagram slash Facebook. It's called Bosses in the Blend. And we do this series of live videos once a week. And we're going to record this live with kind of like a live studio audience. Are you excited? Yeah.
0: Oh, my gosh. So excited. Um, This is our last episode of the season. So why not go out with a bang of having it in front of a live studio audience where um, <laughs> where we can kind of see what your thoughts are as we're on the fly recording.
1: Yes, absolutely. So we wanted to talk about, we've had so many new students join Multi-Stream Machine. It's our signature program. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff that we saw that when we're, you know, people are thinking about signing up, thinking about joining. Now, Mina and I can tell you all the reasons why this program has the exact tools that you need, right? That the all the happenings, like the strategy, you know, you want the steps to grow your business. We have it inside of multi-stream machine. But what we realize a lot of times too, is that it's a mindset thing, right? There's a lot of mindset that truly gets in the way, Um, especially for women. I tend to feel like it's, 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 it's a pull, it's a push. It's a, I should be something else. I need to feel differently. Like there's just a lot of mind stuff that goes on that actually prevents a lot of people from investing in themselves and believing if they had the right tools and they had the strategy that they that they too would be equipped to, to grow their business because other stuff gets in the way. Wouldn't you
0: agree? Yeah, I think this is something because, you know, growing up, we hit so many different things and we start to accumulate, I don't know, like these limiting beliefs and to our own, um, like, subconscious, you know, we, we don't mean to do it. And then it's like, so when we're growing up, we're taking it day by day. There's things that we think that we're supposed to be doing, or we think that, you know, society is set for us or these beliefs that we're unsure of that are not actually our own. And I think that as we start to become our own human person, and um, discover things about ourselves that we realize different things that we have to let go of at the same time. And it's always mindset. It's always in your mind um, where you need to start. But I wanted to talk a little bit about the the inspiration behind all of this, the article that you found, um, because I think that that advice will kick off what we really want them to walk away with in this episode. Yeah, so...
1: As I was surfing the Instagram this morning, (laughs) I found this article um, that um, Sanira Madhani, she posted this. Now, she's the founder of Stacks, and we're really honored to be because she's also the host of CEO School. And we are going to be on that podcast, and she will be on our podcast eventually. But she posted this one article from Inc. Magazine that was written about her, and it's titled... Female billionaires, moguls, and CEOs keep offering women the exact same career advice. Four separate superstars have all said this is the secret of success. And these superstars are Oprah Win- Winfrey, uh, Melinda Gates, Dolly Parton, and Sanira Madhani, right? And, like, just incredible advice. And so we were I was reading through this, and I was like, you know what? this advice needs to be shared with more people. We're not all on the internet, reading Inc. Magazine, all the things. And I was like, and what does Oprah have to say? Because obviously.
0: (laughs) I mean, all those people could just be first name people, right, like Madonna, right? right? Oprah, Dolly, Sanira, Melinda, right? We all go to them because they are literally thought leaders. They're disruptors of our world, you know? So hit us with it. What is the advice? So the overall advice that they are all giving in their own different
1: way, is that, and this is what Oprah said back in 2019 on a 60 Minutes um, interview. And she said that she didn't want to pretend to be someone she's not, so she quit. And then, um, so she quit, right? So what a great lesson for ambitious women is, I thought, if an opportunity requires you to be deeply inauthentic, it's not the right opportunity for you. So the idea here is that, and Dolly Parton says the same thing, right? Like fitting in is overrated. Um, or I think maybe Melinda Gates said that. But the thing is, is that a lot of us believe that we need to be something differently. We need to come off as something differently. That whatever we are authentically is not right. It's, I mean, here's air quotes again. It's not right. It's not the thing, right? But they're saying, if you want to be a superstar first, just be yourself.
0: Yeah. So good. I love that. Um, oftentimes, and I think this refers back to what Jacqueline was saying about a lot of women have this feeling of imposter syndrome, that they feel like they're not enough or that they have to adjust or they have to, sometimes they're too much, right? Um, or they're not enough. They're too much, whatever it is, they feel like they don't belong in the room or at the table. And I think that is definitely true. We see that, so much for the women that are around us when it just takes shifting that belief inward to yourself to know that you, my friend, have it all along. It's like Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz. You have everything it takes. It will just take you lifting that limiting belief to believe it for yourself, and then it will overpour into everything that you do. Yeah, but You don't have to be anything that you're not. Right? Yeah.
1: And Don says I'm definitely too much for people and I'm going to disagree because this is what Dolly Parton said, okay? So um she said when asked for the worst advice she's ever received, she said it was to tone down her style with without smaller hair and fewer rhinestones. She said nobody was ever going to take me seriously, they would say, right? I just like to look the way I look. I'm so outgoing inside, I need the way I look to match all of that. What would happen if Dolly Parton was boring?
0: <laughs> like I mean, it wouldn't, she be, wouldn't Dolly be Dolly
1: Parton. We right? wouldn't have, there wouldn't be like Dolly Land and we wouldn't, she wouldn't be this this icon for people and this representation. So there is no there is no too much for people. There is just your people and not your people, right? This is the same thing we say about your products. You want to attract the right people and you want to repel other people. You you want to attract the right people and you want to repel other people. Mina and I are not for everybody, and that's okay because there are enough people. I want to bring this back to just a business tip. I know we're going into like ourselves, but um, the founders of Zappos, the shoe company, when they started that way back in the day, remember, we used to not shop online for our young people out there. The yeah. internet did not always Tony, exist. Tony Shay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And in his book, he mm-hmm. wrote that when they decided to start Zappos, Zappos was a shoe company online where people would buy shoes online. And all of the naysayers were like, people have to go into shoe stores. They have to put their foot in the little silver thing, decide how big their foot is. They have to try the shoes on. They have to walk around in them. And then they make that decision to buy it. But what they realized was that um, uh, 5% of shoes were sold through catalog, right? Again, for my young people out there, we used to get these catalogs in the mail. You would like pick what you wanted. (laughs) You'd mail in the thing with a check, whole thing. A physical catalog. Paper with numbers. <laughs> <laughs> and they said 5% of this, I don't remember if they thought it was, like I think it was like a billion dollar industry or something. 5% was a huge amount of money. They didn't need the entire industry. They needed a small portion of the industry. They started Zappos. They started selling shoes online. And look at where we are now. So, so the thing that I want you all to realize is that there are always going to be naysayers. There's always going to be people that say there's no way That this, you know, oh, you're too much. You're too much is exactly perfect for who you are. You're, you, you um, are a, like, whatever you are, however you are, is perfect. And that's the thing that we've got Melinda Gates and Oprah Winfrey saying, right? We've got Dolly Parton, we've got Sanira saying that the thing for all of you is that the worst advice is to change and to fit in. The best Mm -hmm. advice is to just be authentic to who you are.
0: Yeah. Like Jacqueline said, there's always going to be naysayers. There's always going to be people in the room. I think I'm sure you've met them. You walk into the room and they're the ones that suck the air out of the room. They are the ones that say negative things when you're trying to be positive. Right. They're the ones that are, you know, I think that when we're thinking about, um, I'm perfect the way that I am. I don't have to adjust. I don't have to fit in. I belong in this room. That comes from inside. Because there's going to be naysayers externally in that that are around you. There always are. And then there's going to be that little naysayer on in the inside of you. So for all of you, don't listen to that little naysayer in the inside of you. Because that naysayer in the inside of you is the one that could possibly grow and say, you need to change when the superstar in you, which is absolutely there, is saying, Do it. We believe in you. You are perfect just the way you are. You're enough. You're not too much. You're Dolly Parton and Dolly Land being iconic. And, you know, that is the thing that's going to make your life wonderful and everybody else that's around you feel that wonderfulness. Okay. Yeah, So Christina says, you don't know how
1: bad I needed this message today. So let's, can we dig into this? Yeah. Since we have a live studio audience, let's dig into this a little. What is something that is too much about you? What is something that you're looking at that other people perhaps, or you yourself have felt it's negative? It's a negative representation of you. Like you don't fit in. Um, What is something that we can flip around? Now we got this really amazing advice. We were at Kathy Heller's house a couple, was it a couple weeks ago now? Who knows the time? I don't know. What day is it? it? I have no idea. Sometime a few weeks ago. (laughs) We're sitting in Kathy Heller's house. She has interviewed Matthew McConaughey, Deepak Chopra. Like she has worked with some of the most amazing people and it's the Kathy Heller podcast is what it is now. She's huge. I mean, like, I think she said she has 44 million downloads on this podcast. Okay. We're sitting there and she goes, and this is this was probably the most impactful thing I've heard. And I said this to my husband and he was like, oh. She said, if you don't fit in, like she's like a lot of us felt like we didn't fit in when we were younger, right? We didn't fit in. I didn't have a ton of friends. I had like four good friends. I would all look at my brother and my brother had like the entire football team and everyone else is their friends. And I would kind of compare and think, I only have a few good friends. Like maybe if I was X, I'd have more friends, right? But she said, you didn't fit in because you were not meant to fit in. You are not meant to mm-hmm. fit in because people who are going to make changes in this world, people who are leaders, people who are going to who think differently, they don't fit in. They are going to stand out. It's going to look different for them, right? Because people who are entrepreneurs, leaders, people who are doing things differently than the way they were raised are always going to feel like they don't fit in. I felt like I didn't fit in in my family. I felt like I didn't fit in with my friends sometimes, right? Even the way I did college was different. I know Mina, you didn't fit in either. Yeah, still don't. Never gonna.
0: Um, so <laughs> yeah, I think that I always felt like I should fit in, which I think was rooted in how I grew up, right? Where to two little, I say two little Asian girls, but there's four girls. And I say two because I was in the same grade as my older sister. And we were, you know, two little Asian girls, our younger sister, the one next to us is five years younger. But we were, I would say forced into like ESL, English for a second language. We spoke perfect English. Things that people were trying to accommodate to us being the first Asian people in this small town in Storm Lake, Iowa, right? And so I get that. Um, But my parents were very much like assimilate, 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 never rock the boat, never speak up, blend in. But you better believe that my whole life, I've always had eyes on me. But honestly, internally, I always knew that I was different, that I was meant for more, you know, like I had something in me because, you know, we did this one timeline for this alignment coach that we're doing. And it was Lots of different things about these different achievements. It's that the timeline
1: I, of our lives that we had yeah. to go through from so you past, see like patterns. good and bad.
0: Yes. And mm-hmm. um, so you can see in mine that I was always trying to achieve something really, really great. And then I'd always come back. Something great. Something great and powerful and then come back. And so I always felt that. But I always knew that in order to be... I was always told in order to be safe, you blend in, you never speak up, you never laugh out loud, you never look anybody in the eye, and you never attract any sort of attention. Never. And so I grew up with that my whole life. So it took a really long time for me to find my voice in all of that. And when I did, I felt like, oh, wow, I feel like such a weight has been lifted off of me. And it didn't come from out there, okay? It came from in here. I had it all along. It was just that I finally started to believe it, right? So even in the, um, even in the story of my life, right? Um, my parents are—they did what they felt was comfortable for all of us, right? They're from refugee camps. My husband was actually born in the refugee camps. He's forty. Four years old. God, I had to really dig deep for how old he was. Forty-four years old. Born in refugee camps. In prison when they tried to escape. Came over. um, His dad was killed in that whole thing. Forty-four years ago. You know, I was already in the United States. Born in the United States. We didn't meet each other till post college, but we have a very similar upbringing, right? And so when we got married, him being the oldest. And everything, it was almost like reinforce this life that we were going to live. I shouldn't be too much. I shouldn't dream too much. I shouldn't ask for too much. I really belonged in, you know, if I, I, I definitely um, know that m- my parents wanted me to work in like corporate America, like something steady, you know, it could be a doctor, it could be a lawyer, whatever. That's probably, you know, what, I, but mostly it was that I was going to be working for somebody and preparing the meals and living my life that way. But my life is nothing like that right now. My husband, who is a do- has a doctorate in pharmacy, now works at home for low labels, a business that I grew. Um, our two little girls, both dom, live in a two percent diverse town in Iowa. Still, so that- but they have a different upbringing because of what they see, what they're exposed to, right? What they hear, what they believe, and so they never think that they're too much, you know. And so that just I just want to share that because no matter what your environment is, you, my friends, have it inside of you to pull yourself out of the environment and put yourself in the right things to make it easier on yourself to be able to shine the way that you need to, okay? Um, and I think that Jacqueline actually has like a really similar story to mine in that, you know, kind of, I mean, why do people call it the black sheep, you know, but you you get the idea of not not fitting Exactly, into this, yeah. Pig.
1: So, I'm the oldest of five kids, <clears throat> and actually, I don't think I'm the black sheep. But what I realized was that I was in a very loud family, and if I had my own thoughts or ideas, and so this is kind of similar. And our mean and I have both been working on past trauma work, and for me, it was if I said my opinion, I actually got in trouble. So, I thought like you know, there were there were things that came up when I was younger that I was like, this is not right. Like I and I knew that they weren't right, like philosophically they weren't right, you know? And I would speak up and I would get in trouble for having a voice, especially in the family I grew up in, because it was very um my dad is Moroccan Israeli, it was like Middle Eastern. It was, it was like this kind of like women were not like it was men and then women, right? Which is why I fought so hard for women in my life. So it was not that I was meant to be seen and not heard, but like I really would get in trouble for being heard. (laughs) So I kind of think that when I, and I definitely have always taken leadership roles at school or like, but it was never like, I never went out for, it was leadership, but it wasn't leadership with like, people had to vote on me leadership does that make sense like I would step forward and take initiative and I think within the own my own places that I took initiative but then even with my friends when I was growing up I realized like because we had a small group of friends and we were kind of like haters of everybody else you know because we were we were compare and despair kind of people and then but I was on the soccer team and like I'd have other friends and I also felt like my friends were like oh she's over there so it was it was interesting because as I try to like blend in and be very like um, team oriented and group oriented because again oldest of five kids I was I A lot of responsibility, but I would get in trouble a lot of times with people when I stepped out of wherever I was supposed to be, according to them. And what's interesting now as an adult, they they do look up to me, like they do ask me questions, they do see me in a different way than like I probably even see myself. But that impact of what Kathy Heller had said was like, oh, you know, I just I did things different. Like my life is different. I don't, you know, I've moved around a lot. I've I've had companies. I've I mean, when I was 26, I grew a six figure business, you know, like that's bonkers. And everybody else was working for other people. And they would look at me and they would say, you know, wow. I remember when I left UC Santa Barbara to go to art school, which I went to Otis College of Art and Design, which is a four year bachelor's degree, hard to get into. But people were like, your parents are letting you leave a UC to go to art school? You know, like they could not fathom that, like, I was going to pay, especially when you and I were growing up, college was so important to go to art school. Like what was I going to do with an art degree? Well, look at me now, friends. Look at me now, right? And so I think I think the thing is is what we want you to all feel is like if you don't fit in where you are in the world that you're living in, wherever it is in the world, right? You don't fit in with the moms on the playground or you don't fit in with your family or your spouse doesn't understand you or or wherever you are. Like even in someone said that they work as a woman engineer and that there it's that it's her and nine guys, right? So just like having my jewelry side biz allows me to be myself and create something beautiful. Find the place, find the community, find the people, but also know that your superpower is authentically who you are. Because people are going to, if Mina and I tried to be anything different than the way we are, like I could tell you I'm too vulnerable or I'm too, I say too much. I'm too too funny. (laughs) you are. You're incredibly funny. No, but I used to get in trouble growing up. If I look back, I would get in trouble for talking too much in school. What's crazy is that you weren't allowed to talk.
0: So here's the flip side of that, the irony of this, okay? I would be uh, picked out of the classroom for not talking enough. They didn't know if I could hear or see the board. So So I would have to go take hearing tests. The irony is that I really do have a hearing problem. But they're like, picking up on this. She's not answering a question. I'm, I'm asking her. Your parents told you to fit in. Don't stand <laughs> out. Nobody look at me. I shall not respond to this question because I'm not allowed to ask questions. So how would I even know how to answer a question, right? So. I but do. look There's at us now, of, though.
1: <laughs> yeah. Mina, they thought she was like, couldn't hear. And couldn't yeah. speak. No, hello? Mina? And was in ESL, but she could speak perfect English because yeah. she was born in America. But I need a voice. Um, I can speak perfect English. Because you weren't allowed. And yeah. I got in trouble for talking too much. They were like, doo, 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 chatty Kathy yeah. over there. Which, by the way, pioneers
0: here. I really want to put that flag in the ground. Of, hello. My sister and I in Iowa were the pioneers of the freaking ESL program. So, hello. Well, here we are.
1: You put a flag outside <laughs> your house and you let people know. <laughs> but what's cuckoo nuts over here is that these two women, I grew up in Los Angeles. Mina grew up in Iowa. There is no reason we should have ever met. We would have never met in real life, but we found each other on the internet through a podcast, through a community. Mm-hmm. We um, we started talking. We connected through business, which is why we've created MultiStream Machine and this like community for MultiStream Machine. Um, but we met, and then what's bonkers nuts is that we're literally a top ten marketing podcast in the world. In the world. Mm-hmm right? We're at the point top 0.5% of podcasts ever speaking. So my superpower that I got in trouble for, I speak. Mina's superpower is that she speaks and thinks. (laughs) I left thinking out of mind, but you got the thinking. (laughs) And somehow we've made money. We've built community. There are people that are all literally in Spain right now, listening to our voices, and and we would have never. So, authentically, you are who you are, and authentically, you will become who you become, and it's who you're going to be around. It's who you're going to, you know. Mina put herself in different situations than than her, you know, like
0: you became yeah, an entrepreneur. It's the other side of discomfort. Also, it was hard. There's a few that I want to read off because I want to bring them a little bit to the light. Okay. Um, so Erica says one of the things she deals with, with is that people think she dreams too much. I get that. So I'm going to come back to that. Um, Dawn says too many ideas, too many tangents. Um, so some people said talking too much, right? So there's all these things that we're like too much. Um, and I think these two tie into each other, thinking that, you know, people look at you and they're like, ooh, she does too many crazy things or too many ideas. You would not believe how many times that has been um, put on me, that I change too many things or I have too many ideas or I'm dreaming too big or whatever it is. Like, just remember I have... I did a graphic design business. I almost started a candle business. I don't know if I've ever told you that. Um, but I like rallied my, my younger sister with me, and we were going to do it and then decided not to because it was just too many ideas. Um, I also uh, was a real estate agent for a couple, well, a year and a half. That was the worst one. Um, I was really not suited for that. Um, because I'm terrible at directions and terrible at selling in person. Not, I mean, at that t- t- point I was. I also um, started a scrapbooking events company, highly successful in that. Um, did that for seven years, you know, and that was a local thing. Sold scrapbooking clothing. Um, always did graphic design throughout the whole thing. What else have I done? I've done so many things. And you better believe that people have said, well, what are you doing now? Um, what what is it you do? Um, you know, so many different things. Oh, Mina's got her head in the clouds again. All these different things. I love your head in the clouds. I'm <laughs> so excited. <laughs> and so the thing is, it took me a long time to realize that has nothing to do with me. That is their projection projection onto me that they want to be comfortable or they want me to be comfortable. But I'm doing what I want to do. And a lot of times and I'm uncertain about it, you know, of course, like, like anything in life, but this is who I was meant to be an idea giver, a big dreamer, a, you know, this person, whoever I am, you know, really funny, like I said, (laughs) whatever, you know, (laughs) whatever ends up being, you know, all the flaws, all the strengths, whatever it is, I just get to be me. And that is my mark on the world. Just like Dolly is Dolly and you, Erica, are you, Erica, right? And it's not, you don't have to be more than you are. You don't have to be less than you are. You're perfect the way that you are. And let's bring that to the world.
1: um, Nami said, I think I stand out because my brain wraps around questions and problems and see from different perspectives. I would say that that's the same thing for me. I used to want, I used to, when business cards were a thing, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was funny on my business card and I said like fashion designer, consultant, fire putter out or problem solver, because the thing about your brain, my friend, is that you're a problem solver. You can, you can look at things and you can see them and different perspectives and you might, you, your the way your brain works is uniquely special to you. But she also said that, um, she grew up feeling like she'd get a job for a company, Um, And I know how to work hard and would want to stand out for recognition. After starting my own business, I don't know how to reward or pay myself. I feel like I don't deserve it or that I'm greedy. And then the other thing I think Valerie said was that growing up in a um, Christian family where humility is everything, I can tell a lot of people in my life think I have too big of an ego. So let's dig into that a little
0: bit. Okay, let's do. My husband checks me on this. Okay, so...
1: I'm serious. So remember,
0: we have a, a similar upbringing, okay? And so Jacqueline and her husband, we yeah, um, similar upbringing. We are we, our dream is much bigger, like a million times bigger than you and me. Either one of our families. No, my husband, mine and my husband. Oh, okay? okay. And so then we we're still around our families and everything like that. But every single time that I'll start you know, sometimes they'll ask me like what I'm doing and I will start to say it or whatever. I don't talk about numbers or anything like that, but there's big, I'm doing big things at this point. Right. And so, and he's along for the ride, but when we start talking about it, you can start to see how uncomfortable he is because he feels like it's a big ego. Right. And the thing is for me is that I, I understand that to a certain point, but, um, And then I just show it in different ways. I feel like humility and humbleness is important. That's because it's internal in my values. So if it's internal in your values, wonderful. But, but my friend, that's because I'm grounded in that for myself. So when I say certain things, it's not because I have a big ego. It's because I'm proud of myself and it should be. If I You know, I think that you have to be grounded in your own self to know that's important to me or that's not important to me or whatever it is. Because you, Valerie, know that it's not a big ego. You've done incredible things, incredible. You're not doing it to make them feel small. You just happen to be very big, you know, like you live, you've done big, huge things. So I think that, yes, uh, Valerie says, but without my ego, air quotes, and self-confidence today, there's no way I would be where I am today, right? Because sometimes we feel like we should minimize ourselves to make other people feel comfortable, and you don't need to minimize yourself. You need to be grounded in you knowing that what you're doing is amazing. You can at will tell them what you're doing or what you're not doing, whatever. You don't owe anybody an explanation but it's not an ego thing. I think that you should also know that there's a kind of a, I hate using the word balance, but I'm going to use the word balance here, of doing what's right for you and knowing you know that it's not a big ego. Like you said, it's the self-confidence of being who you are. It just happens to be bigger than they're able to think for themselves.
1: Hey, Mina. Do you ever wish there was an easier way to keep track of all the things going on in our business than using spreadsheets?
0: Absolutely, I would love to have an all-in-one platform that keeps track for us rather than having to search through our Google Drive all the time. Yeah, because you know we can't
1: find anything in our Google Drive, nor can we really work spreadsheets. So that is exactly what HubSpot offers. With HubSpot CRM, you receive real-time data at your fingertips so your teams stay in sync across the customer journey. You can build better content, generate more conversions, and get the context you need to create amazing experiences for your teams and your customers at scale, all from one powerful
0: platform. That sounds like a dream.
1: Yes, it's why more than 150,000 companies already use HubSpot CRM to run their businesses
0: better. Plus, I've heard that HubSpot's user-friendly interface sets you up for success from day one. So you can spend less time managing software and more time on what matters most, your customers. 100%. So listen, there's no better time
1: to get organized. Get started for free at HubSpot.com today. content that resonates with your audience and brings more loyal customers who can't wait to buy your products. If you want to see how easy this is and how easy it is to create content for your audience and your customers, head to www.ayearofcontent.com. And I just want to come in at a different angle about humility because when I look at um, when I look at the definition, so if we look at the straight up Merriam-Webster Oxford language definition of humility is a modest or low view of one's importance or humbleness. Mm. So a modest or low view of one's importance. I think that we can get caught up in this word and actually read it differently than I think the way that I, I – Yeah, your I read it is, differently too. So this is what positive psychology – there's an article on this. And this is – um. This is the thing I want to say back to you, okay? It's a virtue, but humility... I'm reading this from them. Uh, humility has nothing to do with meekness or weakness, and neither does it mean being self-effacing or submissive. Humility is an attitude of spiritual modesty that comes from understanding our place in the larger order of things. And here's the the, the click one I want you guys to hear. It entails not taking our desires, successes, or failings too seriously, because I think a lot of times we find we need to have humility for our success. But our failings can be just as serious, right? Oh, mm-hmm. I'm too I have too much of an ego because I'm successful. But this is also a flip to the other side of the failings part too. It really is just not taking things too seriously and understanding the world in a greater whole. If you have a launch and the launch doesn't do well, then it is what it is, it's right? It's like in the larger order things. Yeah. And if you, if it does do well and you make a million dollars, then
0: cool. Again, right. It's not attached to you. It does not change your importance or significance in this world. Yes. Right. And I think that's what I
1: want you all to think about because I listen, if we're, if it's biblical, if it's, there's, there's just different ways of thinking about this in different ways. And the thing I want you all to realize is again, you're perfect exactly as you mm-hmm. are. If Mina's head weren't in the clouds, taco, we wouldn't uh, be have another here.
0: taco story.
1: <laughs> Please. Uh, let me just sip my smoothie while you speak taco.
0: So last night, um, I was going to have another taco. This is before I realized they were two years expired. So I'm having this sh- I have a show. We actually
1: had tacos last night too, but we wrap <laughs> them in lettuce.
0: Oh, yeah. Welcome to Los Angeles. <laughs> that is not a taco. <laughs> that is a lettuce wrap. Okay. Exactly. No carbs. <laughs> okay. So I'm warming up probably my third taco at this point. Right. And um, I'm doing it in an air fryer and you know, air fryer is like a convection oven. So it kind of does the wind, you know, does the air through it. So my husband's there next to me and I close the air fryer and you can hear the taco go, you know, and he's like, oh my gosh, you need to check on that. I was like, no, no, it's okay. The universe will take care of it. And so I'm just letting it go. And he's like, no, it's going to break apart. It's like, no, no, it's fine. Universe will take care of it. And he steps back and he's like, I know that you believe that. Like, it was a bad thing that I, you know, and I was like, it doesn't matter if it breaks. That's the thing, you know. And so for him, it was really hard for him to be up in the clouds with me. Like, the universe will take care of it. It did break apart, by the way. Um, (laughs) Did you have nachos? Yes. It didn't matter. It was the same thing. It wasn't like it was a fault. Just a different way of eating it. Yeah, exactly. You know, and but he was just like, I know you believe that. Like, it was so ridiculous. Whereas I just think of that. I released that, you know, like, what does it matter if it's whole or separate? (laughs) Yeah, not just instead pivot. That's right. Erica tasted the same in my mind. Just as good, you know, just a different version, just a little bit instead of the whole thing. I'm just living my life, not worried about this taco that's flipping around in this air fryer. You and I got bigger things to think about. And so for all of you, like, you all have to think about, you know, it'll be fine. And you just get to be whatever you want. Even if your husband is standing there like, I know you believe that, like, you're so ridiculous. Yeah, of course I do. Because it is a benefit that my head is in the clouds. Because my mind is, the most important thing that's making this life happen. But also, it is okay. I'm perfect the way I am. Obviously, I'm not saying this to him. I'm perfect the way I am. <laughs> well, you
1: should. And this is the deal. If your header, <laughs> the people whose header in the clouds are the people who make change. So my yeah. friend who said, um, they said that their mom used to, I think it was Christina, who said, I'm over here crying. My grandmother used to tell me my head was in the clouds. That's because she wasn't probably raised to think like, There, I think about my grandma and the way that my grandma.
0: She didn't get the privilege or the option even to be to be anything else. She had to be really pragmatic and practical, you know. Yeah, so it's
1: generational stuff that we have to like flip over. But what we want you all to know is whether you talk too much, you're too much for your small town in Nebraska. You are your head's in the clouds. You're family thought you should do it this way and you've done it that way. You're the only entrepreneur in town. You're the only woman working in your corporate job. You know, you're the only person with the side hustle. You are a single mom raising kids trying to do all the things, right? You are perfect exactly as you are. And the thing is, is if you try to be anything else, being inauthentic is not the way we're going to go through this life. So the thing is, is that if Mina and I didn't cackle on this you on this YouTube, we're not even YouTube. If we didn't cackle on this podcast. Oh, we are on YouTube. Hey, YouTube. Um, if we didn't cackle,
0: <laughs> this is air. Hey, YouTube. If, if we were more streamlined than this and not like you know thought every which way. Oh, hey, YouTube. Yep, see it. You, you over here, Facebook. Anyways, if we were not the way that we are
1: <laughs> and laughing, but giving business advice, we get yeah. reviews on the podcast that are like it feels like we're sitting down to friends talking about business. Oh, look, Miss Chan- Chanel is on YouTube and says, hey, that's the first person saying hey on YouTube. Yay! We've got one subscriber
0: and it's you. <laughs> Hi, listener, right? That's like the smartest podcast. They talk to one listener.
1: Hello, listener. <laughs> Tracy in Wisconsin. That's his sister. Um, <laughs> so the thing is, is that it just, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be as successful as we are if we tried to be like, don't if laugh We're Dolly on a was not don't Dolly, she laugh she'd be Polly you know <laughs> if Dolly was not Dolly no one would know about her she'd be yeah. wherever she is singing wherever she would be singing yeah right mm-hmm. so the thing is is that Dolly's like the perfect example of like extreme Oprah has paved so many paths for so many people and was like this is who I am and this is how I'm gonna be right We have these 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 women that are shaking things up. And we want you to continue to shake things up, shake up the world you're in, shake up the the little community you're in, shake up the playground, shake up
0: your household. Be you, despite what other people are yes. thinking or wanting from you in your life, your life, you know. We have one life to yeah. live.
1: And if we are not who we are, I'm not saying not to grow, right? There is growth Mina and I are working like our booties off trying to work on like mindset stuff right now as we've grown and our business has gotten bigger and all the things that we're doing. Like we are, we sometimes don't have the capacity to hold where we are now. Right. Yeah. But our growth, we, our growth. And that's something for all of you too. Right. So the thing is, is that as you continue to be yourself authentically, there's like going to the, you know, getting the tune ups like, okay, my mindset needs to be fit. Like, not fixed, but like worked on Yeah, Like for me, I've been working on not feeling so bad about myself, right? Like having, being uh, proud of myself. Cause again, remember, I always thought I was in trouble. So there's things like that, that we're going through that are going to make us different and change, but authentically, I'm not going to stop being um, vulnerable to people I'm not going to stop being funny. I'm not going to stop being a leader. I'm not going to stop being an entrepreneur. Like, there are things that I'm just going to be. And like, like my mom is like, number one. Like, she walks wow, you work a lot. You know, like, it's like, because wow.
0: <laughs> If she only knew, I mean, she and would I, be shook.
1: <laughs> and I don't cook, right? And I used to feel really guilty that like, I didn't cook for my children because my mom did. And then I'm working and whatever. And then I was like, you know what? This is the version of mom that they're going to see. And when I host my family here, I'm going to order food in. And that is how it is. Right? Mm -hmm. Instead of feeling um, like trying to be something that's just inauthentically me. It's just not me. And that's taken a lot of work. So our goal for all of you and creating this world for you all to be in with us, to hear us in your earbuds, to be in our programs with us, is that... And what we said about multi-stream machine is a lot of times for all of you, especially our friends who decided not to take us up on joining the program right now, it's just a right now thing. It's not that you don't believe that the program has what we offer. It's not that you don't believe that if you like, it's not that it's not that we believe that we know exactly what we're giving you. And that it's had results for thousands of people. It's you believing That you Mm -hmm. as yourself, if you believe in yourself, if you believe if I just take these steps, if I just try something different, it's you believing in yourself that you've had it in you all all along like Dorothy. And that's Mm -hmm. the mindset stuff because we get so stuck in, oh, I'm not smart like these people. I don't have as much time as these people. Oh, maybe my product's not as great. I'm not a business person. I don't know about business. I'm too much. I'm
0: too little. I'm Or now is not the right time. I can't do this. You know, I don't have the money. I don't have the time. um, I'm working my full-time job right now. Whatever it is, we always have those things that limit us, right? And I think that one really, really, really big thing about getting into Multi-Stream Machine is you have the environment to be able to grow to whatever you want to be. So I'm going to give the example of my daughter. I think I talk about her all the time, Layla, where she is. Remember, she's the one that I talk about that she's going to be an artist, right? She's always wanted to be an artist. Willa
1: just put on her. She got student of the week and it's like, what do you want to be when you grow up? She put artist, and I was like, "Oh, really?" Like, I'm not sure what kind of artist yet. Maybe makeup, maybe fashion designer. da-da-da. and I was like, "Cool, girl, you've got your whole like cool, right?"
0: Let's do so this, and it's like she's surrounding herself. Imagine that she is a student in multi-stream machine, and she surrounding herself with people that are like, "Cool, yeah, I love that. I've done it. I'm going to show that I'm doing it, and you can do it too, right?" So for all of you, with my daughter, she's always wanted to be an artist. So get this, she's talking to me just the other day, and she's like, "So, um, she's like, if I." She's been crying at night. Okay, if I sleep so many days without crying, you know this is what keeps me up at night. It's like she cries. If I sleep four days without crying in a row, can you get me a bird uh, a bird watching book? And I was like, yes, absolutely. And she's like, I think I'm going to be a bird watcher. I saw on YouTube. I've learned a few sounds already, and now I'm going to be a bird watcher. So in my head, I'm like. Okay, what do I say here? And I said, "Great! I think that you should be a bird watcher. That's great. How about we get you some books if you, you know, sleep four nights in a row, right? Because in a community, an environment of like, hey, let's get you the right tools. She can discover who she really is and what she wants to be. It's not for me to say if she's a bird watcher or an artiste or whatever, but she's getting to see that the world is." full of possibilities, right? And she has it in her to be whatever she wants. She's not too much. She's not too little. She's perfect how she is. And she gets to see where does that end up with what she wants to be. And I'm just saying, here's the tools to help you discover who you are, right? So that is what Multi-Stream Machine is. It's giving you the community. is so important that says, hey, all of us are doing this together. Here's the tools. I'm doing my thing over here I totally believe that you can do your thing over there and let's come together with these tools and know that we believe in each other because we are doing this amazing life that isn't like anybody else and we get to do it just by being ourselves right yeah authentically who you are because
1: <clears throat> I manifested you I realized I didn't realize this but oh wow. <laughs> Mina on my vision board. Um, (laughs) When I started my business at 26, I kind of fell into it. I had a partner when I started it. We were, I was going to, like, she knew more than I did. And we started helping people start fashion lines, right? This was, like, the thing. And then she got pregnant with her second kiddo. She was like, I'm out. She had her own clothing line. She was out. She left me with, like, a couple clients. And this is the thing that I was doing. And I, and I remember as I was growing this business, because remember, I went to art school. I have my bachelor's in fine arts. Like I became a fashion designer to work for other people. Um, I used to think if I only had a business partner that knew business, someone who like went to school for business, I would be more successful, right? And then I used to think that I always needed this business partner, that I was too much of a creative and that like, what what did I even know what I was doing, right? And so like, so I believed that I wasn't good at business right? 26 year old started my own company, made hundreds of thousands. Like I got it up to half a million dollars a year. And I believed I wasn't good at business because I needed a business partner. Well, one, I have a, uh, I have a partner now in my second business that has her master's in business. And says so she doesn't use anything from her degree. Yeah. So that's my joke. I use like 2%. <laughs> so I still got the business person who doesn't really do it now. Um, but the thing the thing for you guys to realize is, so eventually with a coach that I had finally had after a decade in business, she had said, raise your prices. And I was like, oh my God, no one's going to ever pay me to raise my prices. And I did. I went from charging $1,800 a month for what I was doing for people to this one client who took up the majority of my work, $10,000 a month. I went to him and I was like, look, You take up like six different clients worth of time in this business. I'm going to have to charge you $10,000. Not I'm going to have to, but I'm changing this to $10,000 a month. If you want to continue to work together. I was so scared because he was one of my bigger clients, but wasn't paying me anymore. And I was so afraid. And he was like, yeah, yes, we cannot lose you. Yes. This guy jumped to paying $10,000 a month for my consulting. And then I remember we were in a meeting together because I designed the whole line. We got him on revolve.com. It was like incredible. I go to him one day, you know, I just, I just, sometimes I just don't feel like I'm good at business. And he, a man looks at me and goes, I'm literally paying you $10,000 a month to tell me how to grow my business. You're good at business. I don't know what you're thinking. And I was like, wow. Cause it was a, it was a, a man reflecting to me because I would feel in, like I would feel less than and men with men in the room, like as a business. It's a different dynamic. Feel, And I would feel like I didn't know the words, like, what's net versus gross income? Like, I I felt, I always felt jumbled and confused and less than because I didn't have this business degree. But this guy was paying me a ton of money and told me I knew about business. And I was like, what am I thinking? Of course I know about business. I am an entrepreneur. I started this at 26 from nothing. I went a different route than other people take. I'm not still working. I have friends that were at Nike and Abercrombie and Quicksilver, and they'd been working for years there. And I went a different path. And I was successful and I was making more money than they were making, right? Like all of these things, because I was able to be an entrepreneur. And I was like, what am I thinking? Like, this is exactly who I am and exactly who I'm supposed to be. Other people saw it in me, but I didn't. So again, going back to the whole point of this is that we want you to authentically be you and know that who you are, the little things that you each have are actually your superpower. Standing out, being different, not fitting in is actually your superpower. These are the things that make you who you are, right? Like these are the things that make you an entrepreneur. These are This is why you're sitting here watching us or listening to us live and, and doing something differently than other people because you had a creative idea and you thought, can I make that? So one, you figured out how to make it. Two, you figured out how to sell it, right? And you're improving your business. You're an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Not everybody is built like us. So
0: be authentically you. Listen to Oprah. Not everybody. Most people are not built like all of us, Yeah. right? Because it takes a lot to be an entrepreneur. It's in our blood, in a lot of ways, in our minds, right? Our brains are always racing. We have wonderful ideas. We, you know just need the the lids lifted off of our, our brains a lot of times because we're the ones who put the limiting beliefs on our brains. And then it takes a community or it takes the right mentors. Or it takes somebody saying something that you're like that guy that reflected back to you that you're like, oh my gosh, what am I thinking? I don't need this lid. I don't need this lid on my head. I don't need this yeah. lid that's keeping me you know thinking that I am not enough. When I am perfect, and I get to be me and I get to do things differently because I was made to stand out because I've always stood out. And that is the thing that's going to make my life so joyful. And I am going to take this path, right? Yeah.
1: So I hope that this is inspiring to you today that, you know, this this idea of being authentically you, standing in that power, finding it, and then finding yourself the support continuing to work on your mindset and finding this is the superpower that you have versus a defect or making you less than, right? You, as Susan says, you were made to stand out, right? You were made, you were, you were not meant to fit in. You would Mm. not be here. You were not meant to fit in. And this is the thing that's going to get you further. And we're so incredibly grateful that you're all here with us and that, um, you listen to the podcast and all the things. Um, so thank you again. And I hope that this made a change. And if it did just let us know, like you can leave a review on the podcast, um, which is awesome. Make sure to follow the show and come say hi to us over on Instagram or YouTube. Yeah. Cause we have one, one person watching on YouTube live right now. Yeah. Hi, listener.
0: (laughs) Hello, listener on YouTube. <laughs> yes. So thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in to our final episode of Bosses in the Blend. We will be back for another season. Um, I'm not sure when, but soon. And um, we appreciate you spending the time with us. And I hope that you all have enjoyed this podcast episode. Very special because with our live studio uh, studio audience. And um, we will see you inside multi-stream machine.